on. So I was thinking about this this week. I was talking to my mom on the phone, and and last ja- uh, January, my nephew got married, and he called me about this time of year, and he said, uh, "Greg, would you come and Uncle Greg, would you come and do my wedding in January?" And I I looked up my calendar, and we had all kinds of stuff going on last January, uh, the pause series, and we had special guests, Brennan and Jerry, coming at the end of the month. We had a fast, and we had twenty four hours. Uh, day of prayer, and we had all kinds of things being planned, and connect groups starting, and I just said, you know what, Nicholas, I can't come right now. The timing is wrong. And I said to my mom, if I would have only known what I know now, (laughs) I think I would have made time. I somehow would have found a way last January to take the trip to Saskatchewan to fly over there and do the wedding, because you know, now we're stuck here. We can't go anywhere, and and uh, it's amazing. Uh, sometimes you don't just don't know uh, what you've got, right? Until it's gone. You know, this year has been a year that many of us have lost something. We've lost some freedom. We've lost some hope. Maybe we've lost a job. Maybe we've lost a home or business deals or whatever. And I know. I've heard from some of you in your testimonies are that God has been a God of provision, and I thank God for that. Man, isn't it amazing how God can be a God of provision, even in the midst of loss? Uh, But some of us have experienced loss, loss of uh, a trip. Maybe you had a trip planned, a holiday with your family, a graduation, uh, a wedding, maybe a funeral. You know, there's just... We could go on and on. Freedom, freedom to come to church and worship. You know, people were knocking at the door this morning and say, can I come in and worship? And we had to say, no, you're not allowed to come in today. We've lost a freedom there. And and so there's all kinds of things. So I want to just encourage you in the chat uh, there that you have, sign into the chat and make sure people know that you're here and, and just say where it is you would travel if, when COVID's over, where you would like to go? Maybe this Christmas, if it, if it all end today, where would you like to go? I know Carla and I were talking about Hawaii this week. We're saying, oh, man, it would be so nice to be in Hawaii. We used to love to go for breakfast at this little breakfast store, uh, restaurant with no windows and doors on it and an ocean breeze. It was called Keone's. Keone's. And, man, they had great coffee, and we'd sit eat pancakes with coconut syrup on. Mm, maybe, maybe you got a place you'd like to go. Put it in the chat there. You know, in her song, uh, Big Yellow Taxi, Joni Mitchell, she makes a statement, it don't it always seem to go that you don't always know what you got till it's gone. <laughs> you know, one of the challenges that's risen out of this loss and setback is how it's affected our our emotional health, about our mood, our, our attitudes. Uh, it's affected our relationships and so on. You know, s- the stress that we're under has robbed many people of their peace. It's robbed people of their peace. You know, you just look at social media and you see the, the division and you see the the argumentativeness that's there. I'm not saying any of you are argumentative. I just see other people are there being argumentative. And, uh, and maybe around the lunch table at work, uh, just, there seems to be issues that get, come up, you know. 
and you just begin to see how little peace that there is right now. You know, peace is one of those things that you often don't know that you have it until it's gone. <laughs> when it's gone, it's like, whoa, I wish we had it. You know, I didn't realize we had it. Now I realize we don't have it, and I wish we had it back. Maybe you've lost peace in your marriage. Maybe you've lost peace in relationships with your kids or with your parents. Maybe peace is gone for you at work. Maybe you used to love your job, and now it's like a poison pill for you. What about school? Maybe you've lost peace at school or the course you're studying or whatever, the direction you were going in life. The peace just seems to be gone. The settledness doesn't seem to be there anymore. What, and we talked about social media. Look at our government and the, and the, and the divisions in government in, we see in the world. There are many places, and I don't have to go on about how there's not a lot of peace right now. Now that peace is gone, boy, do we want it back, huh? We want peace. Can we get peace back? Can it even come back? Is there, are we ever going to see peace again? If we could, how do we get it back? You know, on the first Christmas, the angel made this announcement in Luke chapter 2, verse 14. The angel said, glory to God in the highest. Why don't you say that out loud wherever you are? If you can say it out loud, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. You know, the uh, announcement made by the angel is God's will for you, and it's God's will for our world that there would be peace, peace on earth. You know, years before Jesus was born, Isaiah the prophet made this statement about God found in Isaiah chapter 26 and verse 3. Isaiah said, You will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. You know, God has promised peace. In good times, we probably would just glide by this scripture. We probably just read right over it and not really pay much attention to it. But now that we've lost our peace... This is like jumping out at us, and we're paying closer attention. Isaiah wrote these words just as Jerusalem was about to be taken into captivity. They went into a couple different captivities. Time when people would lose their freedom to worship, freedom to just to do whatever they wanted for work or their, with their families. All the familiar things would be taken away, and their peace was being Shattered. Sounds like a lot like what we're going through. This is significant because Isaiah says two things about God's peace in this verse. Number one, he says it's a perfect peace. It's a perfect peace. Why don't you say that out loud? God's peace is a perfect peace. Probably the simplest way to understand what perfect peace is would be to compare it I compare it to like a cup of coffee, and I know this is a McDonald's coffee. Thanks to Dwayne, he brought that in uh, for me today. He's running the camera. And uh, I should just say to you, you know, we're running the service with a bare amount of people here. There's six people in the building today to run the service, and uh, that's what we've been just trying to take as much caution as we can. 
And, uh, but if you could compare peace with a perfect cup of coffee. Imagine going through uh, uh, the drive-through and uh, ordering your cup of coffee, how you like it. You might say, well, I'll have, if you're going through Tim Hortons, I'll have a double-double. <laughs> we all know what a double-double is. Now imagine you were going through heaven drive-through, you know. <laughs> you were lining up for what God was giving out. And you were ordering peace from God. You were ordering a cup of peace. Well, when you said to God, I'll have a double-double, well, that's like perfect peace. Perfect peace is like a double peace. It's like God giving peace to your peace. So not is it only that God is giving you peace, but God is adding peace on top of the peace that we already have. Perfect peace. A double peace. It's a peace that's been given a double shot of peace. Peace for your peace. <laughs> so you can just imagine God saying to you, here's some peace for your peace. You know, God doesn't just give us peace, but he gives us the peace for our peace that he gives us. That's what perfect peace is. It settles you in the face of a storm. That's peace. But then a double peace comes and you forget that there was even a storm ever there. You know, the second thing that Isaiah shows us about peace, that peace matters most in times of storm. You know, the peace of God that he's promising here is not peace for perfect times. It's not peace for perfect situations. It's not peace for perfect people. This is a peace that's in order for a storm. Israel was heading into a storm. You know what, Gateway? We're in a storm. You're in a storm. When is it time? When is it time for God's perfect peace? It's time. It matters most in time of storm. This is when God wants his peace to come. Peace for people who are not perfect. Peace for people who can't measure up or are not measuring up. They're in the most difficult times and circumstances. This is what God promised. He promised them perfect peace. And this works because perfect peace is not a perfect day. Perfect peace is not a perfect week or a year. It's a promise of God's presence to be with you no matter what. That's what perfect peace is. It's God's presence with you while we're in the storm. I know this message is probably mostly meant for me today. Many of you are experiencing perfect peace already. Maybe it's just me that needs this reminder, but sometimes when we're facing a battle with our health, it can rob us of perfect peace. Maybe you've had a business deal that went south, and that can rob you of perfect peace. Maybe a child of yours has decided to go a different way in life, and it's robbed you of your perfect peace. Breaking your peace. It's breaking the peace that you had. It's breaking your heart. Maybe you've had a fight with your spouse. <laughs> you, 
ended up saying things that you know you should never have said and your peace is broken. Maybe last night you didn't sleep. You've been worrying and stressed out about things, how things have gone sideways, maybe at work or whatever. If something happens to you and you lose your peace, what do you do? Well, Isaiah gives a one-step plan. This is what he says. (laughs) Fix your thoughts on him. Fix your thoughts on him. It's what we fix our thoughts on. The promise we receive from God is that if we would fix our thoughts on him, then we would receive perfect peace. Our battle for peace begins in our minds. (laughs) Someone once said it like this. No God, no peace. No God, no peace. Huh? They got it right. That's what Isaiah said. If we would know God. And talking about just a knowledge of God, but it's knowing the presence of God. It's allowing our thought life to stop resisting God presence in our lives stop resisting faith you know and allow peace to come by accepting God's presence into our lives peace in your heart peace in your spirit quiet confidence and rest you know perfect peace comes to you not when you're perfect or life is perfect but when we find a way into The presence of God. That's when we find perfect peace. His presence is the place of peace. It's God's presence. That's the place of peace. You know, perfect peace quiets storms with the presence of our perfect God. I want to show you a picture of Carla and I. We're in Manitoba. This was about a year and a half ago. And uh, sitting in a chair there, you can see it on your screen. And it looks kind of like a funny picture. Someone took, someone we don't know, we got them to take that picture of us. But this is a picture of resting in perfect peace. It's fixing our eyes. That word fixing means settling. Fixing your thoughts means to trust God in the face of a storm. In, when it looks like all oh, hell is breaking loose and there's no hope, we say, God, we will trust you. We will hope in you, God. We will rest in you, God. You are a powerful God. You're our way maker, God. We settle this battle right now in the name of Jesus and we rest in Your presence fully. (laughs) What happens when we find that place of perfect peace? We find ourselves in the presence of God. And his peace comes to us. And I'll tell you, you know what? I'm giving you words, I know. But this is not easy. This is a battle. This is a battle and it's not one that we can often win on our own all the time. We need each other. The church is not a show. The church is not a performance. 
We're not comparing ourselves with one online service to another online service. It can be so tempting to start thinking about church this way right now as we sit. Maybe you're laying in your bed or you're sitting on your couch. And we can be tempted to think, well, this is a pretty good show right now. Well, the church is not a show. Jesus did not die for you to be entertained the best. (laughs) He died that you would know his grace and love. But you know what? For us to encounter his grace and love is we need each other. The church is the avenue that Jesus shows his grace and love. The church is Jesus' body on earth. It's not just us that need it, but the whole world needs it. This is why I'm asking you to sign up in the chat. You know, when you hear me say, sign into the chat, I'm not just suggesting it's great to see people's comments and it's distracting or whatever. I'm saying, church, we need each other. We need to connect with each other. We need to know when someone's hurting and lost. We need to know when someone's broken. We need to know when someone needs peace because we might need to be there for them. You know, in all my days as a believer, I've never, ever met one Christian who didn't need other believers in their life. You know, when Carla and I have faced our most difficult times with our health, with our kids, when we've been attacked, when we've faced difficulty in our finances, you know what? It's been other believers who've loved us, who've helped us to keep our thoughts fixed on Jesus. Children can do this too, not just adults. I got a picture here that my grandson Adam drew me. You can see that. (laughs) He just turned seven. And he made this for me, and he stuck it on my bedroom door. Right on my bedroom door, I see it every time I go into my room. It says, to Grandpa, I love you in the sky. <laughs> I love you on the ground. Man, what a, what, a, what a love letter. And I love you in the water. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? How can you stay discouraged? (laughs) I tell you, that's an invitation into the peace of God right there. What can we do? What can we do when we know what to do, but we just don't know how to do it? We know how we should fix our thoughts. But there's so much anxiety. There's so much in going on in our lives. We just don't know how to get into that presence of God to find this peace. Well, there's two things. And I'm going to sound like a broken record because I've shared with the, them with you many times. But I'm going to share them with you again today until we get this right. Number one is we need to praise. We need to let praise become a problem for our problems. <laughs> The Bible says in Psalm 113, from the rising of the sun 
to the going down of the same, the name of the Lord should be praised. That's, that's all day long, 24 hours a day. There should be praise uh, for God. And the Bible also says in Isaiah 61, put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. You know, if you've got heaviness, I want to encourage you. A way to come into the presence of God is just begin to praise. And sometimes you can't do that on your own. That's why I'm inviting you to come into the, into the Gateway Church Live, not just to be entertained, but turn it up and enter into some praise. Because a person of praise becomes a person of power because you become empowered by the presence of God, the power of God. You know, our enemy, he's going to try to get us complaining. He's going to try to get us criticizing. He's going to try to get us pointing out each other's faults. I know not you guys, but me. And he does it because he knows what will make us small and what will make us weak is criticism and complaining and pointing out faults. That's what's going to keep us small and weak. Praise is what's going to make us a person of power. You can be a person of power if you would open up your mouth and begin to praise. I want to encourage you. Turn up the, Deb's going to come up in a minute, and she's going to, and Maylee, and they're going to lead us in another song. Let's, let's turn up the music. Let's drown out the criticism, and let's lift up voices of worship to God. Um, I got about two and a half minutes. You know, praising Jesus is bigger than emotions, bigger than doubt, it's bigger than fear, it's bigger than the force of hell. Praising will change your perspective, it'll grow your faith, it will remind you of where you belong and who you belong to, and that is the God of the universe, the God of perfect peace, and you will find yourself as you're praising him in his presence. Paul wrote to the Philippians, he said, be anxious, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, that's praise. Get praising God. Let praise be a problem for your problems. Number two, this is the last one, listen to Jesus. <laughs> Jesus is the Prince of Peace. Man, that was good. Pastor Kimmy read this scripture from Isaiah just earlier in the service. He's the mighty God, everlasting Father. And he's our Prince of Peace. John chapter 14, verse 27 says, Peace, these are Jesus' words, Peace I leave you, with you. My peace I give you. I do not give you as the world gives. <laughs> you know why he doesn't give what the world gives? Because it won't last. The world will try to give you something to give you peace. It won't last. But Jesus gives a peace that will last. Do not let your hearts be troubled, he said. And do not be afraid. We can chase this thing. We can chase that thing. We can go after this. We can go after that. But Jesus said that he had peace to give to you and to I. Jesus has peace. Will we listen to him this morning? I just want to encourage you right now, right where you're sitting. Have you listened to Jesus' words? Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. 
That's his promise to you right now. Why don't you just open up your hands, open up your heart to him right now. I'm just going to pray for you. Lord, we thank you that you're the God of peace. You're the Prince of Peace. Lord, you promised to leave peace. Lord, I pray for those ones that are just battling right now, maybe going through a battle, maybe a physical battle with, with their health, maybe, maybe something going on in their marriage, maybe uh, with your kids, whatever it is, whatever the turmoil, maybe a financial battle, maybe it's just the anxiety with Christmas coming, and you're just thinking, man, we've got all these rules. What in the world is there even worth living for? And I'm just inviting the Prince of Peace, just just invite Jesus to come right now in the midst of the anxiety. Lord, we just invite you, Prince of Peace, to come into lives right now and just silent storms, we pray, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you offer us a peace that's greater than any peace that the world gives. Man, we've tried it. We're at the end of ourselves. And Lord, we want to encounter your presence. So we're just inviting your presence to come wherever we're at. Lord, I pray you'd visit people in their bedrooms, in their living rooms, in their coffee, in the coffee shop, whatever they're watching, in the hospital room. Let the peace of God come, the presence of God come. The Prince of Peace, come and visit us, O oh God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Peace of God. Peace of God, come. Peace of God, come. Break off that heaviness, God. Break off that strife, God. Break off those doubts, God. Break off those condemning words that have been spoken. Break it off, Lord. We come into your presence, God. We're your children, Lord. Wrap us, Lord, in your love and your acceptance, God. We just confess we need you, Daddy. We love you, Father. Strengthen us, God. We've tried it in our own strength, God, but we need you, Lord. We need your peace, God. And more than that, Lord, our world needs you. Lord, strengthen us that we would be bearers of peace wherever we go. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. I just pray that the Lord would even put someone on your mind that you could strengthen their peace today. You could come to them and just remind them, maybe with words of hope, words that would bring the presence of God into their lives. <laughs> would just be an avenue of the peace of God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.